So I think storytelling is probably the greatest marketing tool that any company or business company or, or anybody can use. Um, a prime example of this is obviously Red Bull. You know, if you look at Red Bull, look on their social media page, they don't have one Red Bull can on their, on their feed. Hello and welcome to the Brand My Career podcast. I'm your host, Alex Cutterford, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. My goal is to help you take ownership of your career. Find your people through personal branding and networking and take career-enhancing action. Managing your life and career can be hard. That's why every fortnight I'll be releasing an episode where I interview a diverse range of guests that will help you find clarity and build confidence in your career. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Brand My Career podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Joel Wootle. Uh, and so he's going to be jumping on and sharing a bit of his career journey. Uh, so we'll jump in. Joel, thanks for joining me on the show today, mate. No worries, mate. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good very to, cool. So good I was you. keen just to get you to share a little bit about um, who you are and what you do and where you're from, and, and then we'll dive into the interview. So, yeah, so, yeah as Alex said before, my name's Joel Whittle. Um, I am in Newcastle, so based in Newcastle. Um, I call it God's country. Um, and pretty much what I do is I own a video production company um, up here. Um, yeah, I mean, we serve all over, all over Australia. Um, we also do some stuff overseas as well. So, but um, yeah, we yeah, create videos yeah. for people awesome. pretty much. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that was exactly what my boss was when I just started my new role up here in Newcastle. Yeah, God's country apparently is where I was <laughs> moving to. So, not glad, glad to be here. And um, yeah, it's it's um, been really enjoyable so far. But I was keen to sort of dive into a bit of your career journey. I sort of came across you on on LinkedIn, and I was sort of checking out your work. And then when I was seeing your employment history, I was thinking, oh, geez, we actually um, we did our apprenticeship study at the same same place, CRT in Canberra. And I thought, oh, geez, this guy was a plumber, and now he's doing this stuff. That's a pretty cool story. And I always love hearing those stories of people that have made sort of significant career transitions and stuff. So what was it that got you into plumbing initially? And I guess out of that, what was it that then sort of moved you out of that? Yeah, so, yeah, originally I, I was a plumber. So I grew up in a town called Goulburn. So it's probably an hour, an hour near uh, Canberra for anybody that doesn't know Goulburn. Very cold place in, in the winters and then can be very hot in, in the summer. So pretty much... I just got into plumbing because you know all my mates were going into a, apprenticeships. That was just kind of the thing to do. Um, you know, you'd either leave in year ten and go to an apprenticeship, or you know, year twelve or uni. I wasn't wasn't um, book smart to go to uni, so an, an apprenticeship it was. Um, and yeah. you know, the plumbing was kind of the first thing that came up. So I just jumped into it. Um, I did that for four years, my apprenticeship. Um, and I, then I pretty much left on the day I got my certificate. Um, I, I'd had enough. I was I was out of there. Um, yeah, it's something that I'll always appreciate having. Um, yeah. My boss was was really great. Um, he was open to teaching me a lot of things and gave me opportunities to go out and um, explore things like you know going on an extended holiday and doing all that type of you know young people young people things. So I am really appreciative of that. Um, still to, to this day, almost what is it? Almost eight years, no, six years, six years now. So, yeah. um, how I come into the video space is 
kind of a little bit different. So I've kind of always been into photography was probably the start of, of my creative type brain ticking over and yeah. stuff like that. So I'd get into photography, um, which then turned into doing some video as well. Um, and then pretty much when I'd come back from overseas, I did a bit of a, a gypsy travel thing for, was it supposed to be six months? It ended up being four years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, come back and then I pretty much just got asked from a friend I was really unsure in what I wanted to do. I was bouncing between jobs. Um, I was cleaning pools at one minute. Um, I was back on site labouring. Um, and I did a bit of plumbing work as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't wasn't fulfilling. You know, I didn't like getting up in the morning, going to work, which isn't a good feeling. Um, so a friend just asked me, you know, if there was one thing you could pick, like what what was it? Just in its simplest, rawest form. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'd actually love to, you know, try this photography video type gig. So yeah, ended up d- jumping into that. That was probably a good two years ago now. And then I pretty much just went in to do a degree, which I kind of regret doing these days. I didn't really learn as much as I thought I would do. I probably learned yeah, more off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that was interesting because I was going to sort of get into that in terms of like the upskilling or reskilling to transition from the apprenticeship to um, getting to sort of video- videography stuff. Like, So yep. what was that course that you did? Um. So it was a it was a film degree in was it I can't remember the, the exact name of it it was a it was a bachelor's in film and video or something like that something media yeah. um yeah. I can't remember the full actual title of it but yeah it was just a bachelor's degree in, in film or media yeah. but um I've always been technical around a camera since high school so I you know I knew how to use a camera and all that type of stuff yeah. um it was more just you know running running a business type thing is is totally different like you could be the best like i'm not the best video shooter there's people that are way better than me um but i'm more interested in the in the business type aspect of it um i bring in a lot of people who are better at me in certain jobs in certain areas and i just kind of build a team around that um i kind of just you know the man in the middle manage kind of kind of everything depending on what it is um and then i'll learn from i'll learn from those people um but yeah, from there, I just joined like a community. So I learned um, a heap off them. Um, so yeah, YouTube's great. Learn a lot of skills on YouTube. You go out, Absolutely. you, you yeah. screw it up. Uh, well, I'll try this next time. It's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much YouTube that's taught me how to start a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and great. And other podcasts. Free. But um, how would you sort of thinking back to that apprenticeship? Because I think you touched on something really cool there in that you can have both this great gratitude for what something was but also coming to that place where it's time to move on and it's sort of like you can't cling to it even though it was saying that like has served you well um but what would you say are some of the things that completing your apprenticeship sort of has taught you and and set you up for what you're now doing um it's a good question i think like you, you're going to get out get out of anything what you put into it you know if you, you turn yeah. up half-assed then you're probably going to get you know a half-assed job um i mean when i was doing my apprenticeship it was just me and my boss so there wasn't like a team of 12 plumbers going around and you know you could you know you you got all the jobs you got all the shit jobs yeah. um which is which is cool it's fair i totally understand that i wouldn't want to be doing it either if, if i was yeah. a boss that's why you bring an apprentice on anyway yeah. um so yeah, just those type of learnings, you know, you get out what you put into it is kind of one of my biggest things, especially, you know, running your own um, video company as well. You know, you're not going to 
just sit on the lounge and work's going to come in. You got to, you know, go out there, put yourself out there, give value to people, um, show them what you can do um, and how, how that would impact their, their business or, or their company. Um, I do a lot of stuff like that as well because a lot of people don't really know what they can do with video, um, especially yeah. the, the videos and stuff that we do. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would probably be my biggest takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, and then obviously that sort of skill piece was, so you were always interested in sort of video and photography and things like that and it had just sort of been a background thing and then you sort of decided to to sort of try and move that more into the business space and so you'd always been sort of cultivating those skills just sort of naturally throughout high school and this with your own interest and then it was more so about sort of drilling down on the business side and how you could actually turn that into a business was the journey for you? Yeah, pretty much yeah. exactly. So I knew, I know basic stuff with the camera and then, yeah, the next thing was, all right, how do I actually turn it turn it into a business? Because there's one thing, you know, you're doing a job. As a lot of freelancers, you know, it's more just the job. Like you are the job, you are the business. Yeah. Um, now, now how do I turn that into, you know, something that I could potentially step away from and, and it's still, you know, kicking and, and, and turning? Yes, yeah. you're probably going to take a bit of a cut profit margin wise, but you're going to have all this free time, um, time, time back to be able to, um, you know, st- strategically figure out how you're going to um, bring more work in for the for the business and mm. or keep clients that you have now. You can be a lot more uh, strategic. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm, yeah, kind of no. building slowly at the moment. Yeah, that's that's a, I think that's a really cool mindset and um, and one that's definitely. Uh, helps you yeah if you're interested in actually scaling something then you need to work on those strategies don't you to sort of be able to build it into what you want it to and and um sort of get out of that position of yeah every every bit of your income is tied to your direct time and output in in a specific task whatever that sort of industry might be and stuff um yeah so i i think that's a, a really cool way to be approaching things Oh, we'll sort of dive into, so your business is obviously really built around storytelling. Like that's um, something that you really focus on. What was it about or what is it about storytelling that you're really drawn to and what are you? What do you think is the, the draw to that for you? Yeah. So I think storytelling is probably the greatest marketing tool that any company or business company or or anybody can use Um, a prime example of this is obviously Red Bull you know if you look at Red Bull look on their social media page they don't have one Red Bull can on their on their feed yeah Um, you know what Red Bull does is if you have a Red Bull it it gives you wings that's there and then what happens when you do wing when you have wings you go out and do all this extreme shit like stuff that'll kill normal people every day yeah so that's kind of you know, that's one sense of storytelling. I just think like getting emotion out of people, again, like that emotion of feeling adrenaline, extreme, you know, people, energy, like that that ties in really well, whether you consciously know it or sub, subconsciously. Um, yeah. That's why people are, are drawn to Red Bull. You know, that's why you've got an F1 team, like the list goes on. Um, you know, and that's the same with, with any, any business, any company. They all have stories to tell. Um, you know, a really good one is, you know, just like the origin story. Um, is probably like the the butter piece. So you know, who you are, what you do, why you do it for people. You know the value that you bring. Um, you know why you're different to other business that that might be in the same same zone. Um, it's just 
the main reason to use storytelling is to just evoke emotion because when people either buy a brand or a specific brand or use a specific business, they might not be the, that, the best brand in the world, but they might be emotionally connected to that business somehow. Like Nike is a really good example. Um, people just love Nike. So when they buy the shoes, they buy the shorts, then they buy the shirt, then they buy the hat. Like they buy everything, everything Nike because the way they market and use stories, like they, they don't go out and say, Hey, look, here are shoes. They're 50% off, buy one, get one free type that they don't, they don't do that. Yeah. Um, they use stories like, um, one that I watched the other day was, um, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick. Yeah. So around his story is the NFL player and he was grabbing all these stories from people like Serena Williams, Coco Goff, people of color, um, which was an amazing story because they were saying, look, anything is possible. This is where we come from. This is where we are now. And that made me want to go out and buy a pair of Nike running shoes and go run, try and run 40 Ks, like stuff like that. That's going to pull in emotion and go shit. We need, we need, we need that, or we need to, yeah. you know, convince our, our customers that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, but yeah, people connect to a story, and it's it's when you make that connection is when people actually start sort of buying into something, and then they're sort of coming on a journey with that brand rather than just purchasing an item. It's yeah, you're sort of feeling a part of something, and and that sense of belonging, like yeah, it is. Um, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it even sort of comes through like. Because obviously that that element of storytelling, like when I like I've sort of come from a creative element background and stuff, and helping people get into employment, and obviously like one of the biggest things for getting a job, like in interviewing well, is that ability to sort of actually tell story um, in your interview, and then that's what's actually going to create that connection with the person that's interviewing you, um, and this yeah when you create that connection that's when you can actually get buy-in and build trust and, and all that sort of thing. If you're just sort of rattling off a list of things you've done that, you know, like that could be true, that might not be true. But if you're telling a story, like people can sort of really quickly get past all the different steps of mistrust that you might have that just naturally exists and yeah, sort of draw close and, and connect with someone and stuff. So, um, so that's obviously working with businesses like, in terms of like an individual and people that are just looking to build a personal brand, um, how how does story sort of help them sort of in in that in that process? Do you think? Yeah. So yeah, we obviously do the work with with companies and and um, and all that type of stuff and the corporate thing, but then we also do, which I've just kind of done this year, um, is we kind of help you know people build. A, a personal brand online. Um, yeah. Obviously, I've been using, you know, LinkedIn a, a lot this year. I'm more going in, into the tech stuff only because I want to get better at copywriting and do all, all that type of thing. Um, but in terms of somebody just wanting to build up their personal brand and using storytelling in that, is again just you're not selling the cert, you're not selling yourself. You're not saying, "Hey, look, this is what we can do." And I had a call with a, a person yesterday. She just kept telling me, oh, you'll, you'll get this, you'll get this, you'll do this, you'll do this, this is what will happen. I'm like, let's just stop for a minute. Let's just simplify it. I was like, what do you do? There it was. All right. And how do, how do you do that? And she did that. All right. And how many people have you worked with? Oh, thousands. All right. And how many years have you done it? 35 years. I was like, there's your, there's your story like right there. You've, you do X, Y, Z, you help them in this sector. 
you have this amount of people that you've helped in the past 35 years, which was over a thousand people. And yeah, and your experience, which is 35 years, that's your quick 30 second, 30 second story. It doesn't have to be this big Hollywood type story, you know, oh, it's a hit rock bottom. And then I come back up and held the trophy. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Um, there's, there's smaller ways that you can, you can create a story. Um, it doesn't have to be actual and personal story as well. Personal stories work really well. Um, on platforms like LinkedIn, you'll see a lot of personal stories. I do a lot of personal stories as well, because again, it, it builds that trust. So people can, can relate to you. You know, you say, oh, I actually have a, I really enjoy coffee or I like movies or people can kind of relate to that as well. It's not just sell, sell, sell business, business, business. Um, you know, people want a lot of different touch points when they work with you. Normally he does a, a stat or something that people will probably will see you seven times before even thinking about buying from you. Um, so in regards to the videos that we create for them is we're just giving value to people. So we just want to give them a quick little dopamine hit. Um, so what we do is we, you know, what are your general questions that you might get asked? What are some real quick, free value ideas that you can just give out to people for free? So all you're pretty much doing is you're telling them everything that you know. The only thing that you're going to be selling is the implementation of what you're teaching people. Yeah. So when they go, oh, wow, oh, Alex just told me this, it worked. I went away and I, I did that and it worked. And then they're going to go, oh, shit, all right, what else has he got? And then that's when they kind of get into your, I mean, a lot of work with a lot of coaches and consultants. They go, all right, what's their, one? oh, they got one-on-one coaching. Oh, they've got a, a mastermind. Oh. And then that's when they start to get in. So you're building this customer-like journey, as you said before. You're not just saying, here's your ad. You'll get yada, 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 it's nine ninety nine come buy my course. It's yeah. not kind of how it works these days. You've got a whole system and, and funnel that, that you need to go through there. And you, and you use stories, use personal stories, use your company story, um, you use stories from other people who have, have worked with you before, like client stories, case studies, all that type of thing. Um, so yeah, I kind of went yeah. on a bit of a ramble there, but yeah, that's no, kind no, of what it's it is. No, no, that's good. It's that you did have, so you were talking the other day about this 30 days and 30 minutes like do you want to share a bit about that and how that can um be something that people could be accessing and, and using as as a way of building their online personal brand sure so pretty much what it is it's so it's the 30 by 30 method so it's just like a real entryway for people to you know start creating content getting used to talking in front of a camera um and just start to feel comfortable about putting themselves out there without having to feel awkward and you know uh, what is it? Analysis paralysis on their videos and ums and ahs yeah. and everything. So pretty much what it is, it's kind of like what we're doing here. It's like a Riverside um, conversation. And what it is, is we obviously research and develop your idea. So it's just something for us to help other people in all different parts of the world that, that want to do want to do content. Um, so yeah, pretty much what it is, is we just research and develop all these ideas for you around your, around your niche and who you're trying to help. Um, we then do like a, an ID generation. We then turn them into questions. Um, and then pretty much what we do is we just spit back these questions to you. And then you'll just be answering the questions that either myself or somebody in my team will ask. And then all that's happening is that recording session is getting recorded at the end. Once we we're happy with, you know, going through all the questions, we'll then take that recording session over to our editing team who will then edit all those short clips up. Um, and then they'll d deliver those videos too. So what these videos are, it's just like top of funnel awareness, 
type videos like I was talking about before, just giving out value to people. Um, and then from then they can kind of see who you are. They'll click on your profile, see what you do um, and, and kind of go from there. So that's just like a real quick entry type point. Um, you know, people don't want to, you know, spend thousands of dollars a month on actual video production with, with the lights, the studio and all that type of stuff. Um, they can go for something like this, which is just a, um, a lot cheaper. Um, it's a lot quicker as well. So it's just half an hour every month. Um, so, yeah. 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 No, I think that's a really great way of yeah creating that, that um, I guess, onboard for people that like you. Um, we chatted earlier when we were catching up and you're sort of, you know, obviously uh, these sort of projects can be either really low budget or massive budgets. And it's mm -hmm. a great way for people to be able to sort of, yeah, dip their toe in and start putting themselves out there because it's obviously a big journey for people. There's a lot of internal work that needs to happen for someone to sort of come to that point where they're willing and ready to put themselves out there, um, start, you know, talking about themselves online. I think there's, you know, obviously a lot of hurdles that people have internally. So it's great to have a service where they can actually have someone sort of helping them through that, um, through that process to sort of start putting themselves out there, getting that story um, shared with the world and, and start adding value to to the people around them. Um, that's the that's the thing about this sort of model of business, this whole storytelling and, and giving away your va the value that you have, giving that away for free as a business model. Um, it's kind of flipped traditional business on its head, really. It's sort of like you give away 99% of, you know, your information and your resources for free and it's the 1% that sort of pays for that then sort of down the track as you sort of offer this value. Um, and it's sort of, yeah, it's quite counterintuitive really. And I think people might often withhold that sort of going like, oh, I'm not going to give that away for free. Like that's, you know, valuable and a valuable asset of mine, but it's kind of counterintuitive and it actually works against you if you're not in that position to be willing to share and just add value build that trust it it does come back to um help you in the end doesn't it yep yep yeah. i agree yeah i mean obviously if there's something that you really want to keep close to your chest um you can do that um you know yeah. if there's a really special process that you want to you really want to keep hidden then absolutely i'm not saying you know give that yeah. out to everybody yeah. everybody to copy um you know just make sure that you're you're protected and stuff if you if you do end up giving that if it is you know, something that's IP or something like that, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah the more you give, the more you're going to get back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. KFC might not be sharing their 11 herbs and spices. Just yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then when we caught up the other day as well, you had mentioned that there's a sort of new business idea that you've been sort of preparing. Do you want to share a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a, a little bit different to the, the video, the video space. So it's pretty much an e, an e-commerce brand that we've, that we've started here in Australia. So it's called uh, Spunky. Yeah. So it's S P U N K double -I, I. Um, pretty much what it is, it's a chocolate designed for, for couples, um, to put it point, point blank. It's just like a, it's a, a sex chocolate for couples pretty much. Um, yeah. and what it is, is. Our goal is to create experiences for couples, you know, to make sure that they're taking the time out, you know, um, exploring um, intimacy and, and all, all that type of stuff as well. You know, obviously, you know, as you get along in a relationship, you know, things can kind of, maybe they die out. For some, they might not. 
Um, so yeah, this way we, we're introducing some aphrodisiac type chocolates. Um, and what that is, it's just like a three in a box will come out. Um, you'll be able to scan a QR code um, on the box. And then in the QR code, there'll be like a, a Spotify playlist. There'll be some foreplay games. There'll be positions, like all, all that type of stuff. It's all, yeah. all pretty, we'll kind of gamified the whole thing. Um, you'll have like a, two pieces of chocolate. You'll be able to split and share with each other. Um, and then the rest is history. So we're building like a newsletter around that as well. Um, we have a, a writer, um, Joey, who's our marketing wizard. She used to write for Penthouse. Um, yeah. if, if you know Penthouse, Penthouse was a, a, a pretty big sex magazine back in the day. So she was a writer and, and columnist for that. So she's writing articles all the time, giving out value, educating people, um, entertaining people. Of course, there's going to be some entertaining stories in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're just kind of the bridge to help people, you know, stop and, and make the time for each other. Um, but then, you know, they obviously have to do the implementation and, you know, you've got to keep them kind of accountable as well so we can't do everything for you. So, again, that's why we created the games, the, the playlist, um, yeah, and, and the positions as well for, for yeah. everybody to try. Yeah. And what was it that sort of got you sort of thinking about moving into that sort of space? Like, obviously, like we said, like we've, we've started the journey as a plumber and then you know videography and now launching a, a sex chocolate like i love i just love the story um and and seeing how people can just sort of embrace these different opportunities that come along so what was it that made you sort of move to this space yeah so i got the idea from a podcast that i was watching so there's a guy in, in the states who who does it um but they just do just chocolate like there's no other value add on top of that, um, again, the, the creating experiences and, and doing all that type of thing. So we kind of got the inspiration from that and we we're kind of like, all right, cool. How can we kind of make this our own and make it more valuable for people to be able, able to enjoy and, and, and keep using, you know, if yeah. you're just going to eat a piece of, eat, eat something and then stare at a roof for, for 45 minutes, it's kind of not, you know, yeah. there's, there's not nothing else there to keep, keep, the whole experience going you know yeah um so yeah so that's why how we come up with the you know the added the added features and and, and all of that as well so um yeah found seeing the idea that was happening over in over in the states um you know there's nothing over here in australia that that do something like that um so we kind of took inspiration from that idea and then we're, we're creating it into our own our own thing so yeah yeah sweet so you can either just find me on on, on linkedin that's a pretty easy um, easy thing. So obviously Joel Whittle on LinkedIn and you'll see the, the big blue profile picture. So it's pretty easy to stand out. Um, if, if, if you just want to have a chat or just got some questions about video or even, even the chocolate as well, just flick me a message on, on LinkedIn. I'm always active on there. Um, or you can just go to my website um, for the uh, production company, which is just Wim Media. It's dot au. Pretty, pretty simple. Um, and you can go through there and kind of look at our um, our point system and how we, how we kind of work there. So we kind of built like a frequent video points fly system, how it works. So I won't go into too much detail because I'll be here for another 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, that's the best way. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And let's connect on LinkedIn so that we can keep the conversation going. Or head to my website and download my free resource, The Career Building Principles. Bye for now.